Entrepreneur on Fire 870. If you can't have an entire conversation with someone without invoking your work, I think you're kind of missing the point. John Lee Dumas and the WebinarCourse.com have arrived. Create amazing webinars in 10 days and ignite. Set your business apart from the competition by rediscovering the lost art of human interaction. Visit callruby.com slash fire and use promo code fire. In addition to your 14-day free trial, you'll receive 5% off plans plus free activation. Ready to get your life organized? LegalZoom can help. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but can connect you with an independent attorney. Visit LegalZoom.com and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout for a special discount. Fire Nation in the house. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Saul Orwell. Saul, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. Yes. Saul was retired and looking for a challenge when he helped co-found Examine.com. Four years later, it's a million-dollar company making a real dent in the world of online nutrition and supplementation. Saul, give Fire Nation just a little insight. So share more about you personally and expand upon the biz. Yeah, sure. You know, my pleasure. Uh, and again, thanks for having me uh, on yeah. the show. So, you know, basically, to be honest, uh, I was an immigrant. I came to Canada when I was 14. And from the start, I knew I wanted to do my own stuff. And part of it was, you know, as I kind of, I, I've done a lot of different things. And as, as I started making money, I realized that traveling and kind of enjoying my life was uh, more important to me than making a lot of money. You know, everyone eats their own. So that's why I was retired for quite a while. You know, I, I was living in the States and I was living in South America and, and just traveling and enjoying life. And it was during that enjoying and traveling life that, um, you know, I gained a lot of weight. (laughs) In Argentina, you could order ice cream uh, for delivery online. So it'd be about $5 and you get a liter of Dosa de Leche con Brownie ice cream, (laughs) right? And I'm pretty sure it's illegal not to finish it all off in the first, you know, when it's fresh, right? You will be arrested. That's exactly right. It's just sacrilege to put it in the freezer and get freezer burnt. So, you know, you're ordering that pretty much every day. And then I was living in Manhattan. I was literally living above a cafe. You know, you see the windows of the cafe and I was the one right above it. So in the morning when the cookie smells would come in, you know, it's and your body's craving it. It's just wrong to deny your body what it wants. <laughs> and uh, in that process, I was able to gain quite a bit of weight. And as I started trying to lose that weight and I started looking up uh, the information online, you know, the correct word to use is show for nutrition and fitness online. And that's kind of where the idea of Examine.com came about, where I said, you know, there's all these guys trying to sell you all this garbage and all this crap. What if there was uh, a like a trusted reference that will look into the science and the evidence behind Examine.com? That's pretty much that was literally the, the, the creation of examine.com. And now about four years ago, uh, sorry, four years later, uh, you know, we have about 20 different people that work on different facets of, of the company, different kind of uh, researchers and whatnot, experts that we're able to uh, utilize for, for their subject matter. And, you know, it's, it's been a blast. It's, it's been absolutely fascinating. And, and the nice thing is, you know, we, we're not necessarily driven to make the maximum profit we can. So it kind of lets us uh, do what we want. 
and we have no sponsors, we have no advertisers, we have no donors, we have nothing. So we don't have to worry about making anyone else happy. Uh, we can be honest. And even since, you know, last first we talked about about like three, four months ago, we're now at almost 30,000 visitors a day. Wow. So obviously people have been really uh, responding to what we've, been, what we've been trying to do. So Saul, we're going to talk about your journey here today as an entrepreneur. There's going to be a lot of cool stories that you're going to be sharing with us. But before we move forward, I actually do want to kind of talk about one thing quickly. Even four years ago, examine.com must not have been an easy domain to get. Can you just quickly, and again, just the Cliff Notes version, how'd you get your hands on that domain? Yeah. So, you know, I used, I've been in a lot of industries and one of the ones I was in before was the domain industry. So I pretty much know almost all of the main domainers. So I, I knew the guy who owned examine.com. It's public record. We bought it for $42,000. Oh, cool. And, and my thought process was, you know, even if this completely fails, the, the project fails, I could still sell that domain for at least 25 grand within 24 hours. So it was kind of like an asset acquisition anyway that I felt comfortable doing it, and that's how I got the domain. That's awesome. I love that story. You know, willing to invest in yourself, and you were able to, Saul, and here you have 30,000 unique visitors a day proving that you're actually creating a viable business. Exactly. Saul, we're going to talk about your worst entrepreneurial moments, my friends. That's mm-hmm. kind of how we like to start the episode off because a lot of people right. are listening and they're saying, wow, Saul, he, he you know, shelled up 42K for a domain. He's a rock star. You weren't always a rock star, my friends. And oh, thanks. It's just, I'm just saying, you know, it's a reality. <laughs> it's just a reality of life. We all started somewhere. So take us back to a time and tell us the story of what you would consider your worst entrepreneurial moment. To be honest, I mean, when I first started, um, you know, I was trying to do so many things at once. Like I said, I've been in a lot of different industries, and and I think the reality, the worst moment was when I realized that you know my life had become my work, and it, it's it stuns me how many people kind of suffer from this that they have no boundaries between what is work and what's life. And you know, it's awesome that you're passionate about. Uh, what you what you like doing and all that kind of jazz. But, you know, I remember when I was getting my numbers mixed up, I was missing hanging out with my friends. And, and that to me was the worst moment, you know, where I was prioritizing my work, I was prioritizing, let's say even money uh, over enjoying my life. And, and what's the point of working so hard when you can't sit down and enjoy it? So, I mean, it, it's it's not even a specific moment per se, but it was just eventually, even today right now, I don't have Facebook on my phone. I don't have Twitter on my phone. I don't barely have any emails on my phone. I disconnect almost every day by about 3, 4 p.m. And I think it's this boundary where I realize, you know, I'm working until X amount of time or, you know, X hour of the day and then I'm done. Um, you know, making that realization, it fixed, it saved me in some ways from just losing myself and, and not enjoying who I am and what I built. So there's a couple of things I want to focus in on here, Sogs. I think for our listeners, Fire Nation, it's so valuable to hear what you're saying. I mean, you're shutting down mm-hmm. by 3 or 4 p.m. every day, and guess what? You could, quote-unquote, be doing more things if you wanted to, but 100%. knowing that you're closing down each day at 3 or 4 p.m., there's something that comes into the brain. It's called Parkinson's Law. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Aren't you? I mean, Absolutely. Fire Nation tasks they will always expand to the time that you allot them. So Saul knows, hey, I'm done by 3 or 4 p.m. I can't go down a YouTube video cat-watching marathon. I can't go on Facebook and just Twitter my face off and do all these different things. I can't do this. I need to focus because I'm shutting down at 3 or 4 p.m. And there's another big principle, Saul, that I'm sure you're a fan of if you're a fan of Parkinson's Law, and that's Pareto's Principle. 
Absolutely. The 80-20 rule. Saul, you know what your 20% is. You're not going to mess with the 80% because you don't have time for that crap. Going based on that, like at around 3 p.m. every day is when I work out. So I know, you know, that's when I have to be done. And it, it, light, it lights a fire under you, right? When you know that, oh, I only have 90 minutes to get this done. I need to get this done by the end of today. Uh, by the end of today. You can't allow these distractions, right? So, yeah, exactly. Which is the Pareto Principle, Parkinson's Law, and even like the, the Picasso Principle, right? Where you appreciate the value you're building, where you value your time. You know, uh, the the story of Picasso's principles, the, the famous one was, you know, he's at some store and some woman comes up to him and gives him a napkin, says, can you draw something? And she draw and he draws something. He says, that'll be twenty thousand dollars. And she says, hey, it only took you five minutes. And she's like, yeah. And he said, yeah, you know, it took me five minutes, but it's based on all my years of experience. <laughs> and there's so many people who are so worried about trying to make some money that they're undervaluing themselves, that they're selling themselves themselves so short, their experience, their knowledge. And, uh, you know, it takes a healthy ego, but it's important to remember that, you know, you have X number of skills and, and to waste it uh, for some Lord rate per hour, it's just, it's uh, it's a waste. It's so true. And I have people that come to me all the time and say, John, you talk about you talk on Entrepreneur on Fire all the time about hiring a mentor. And all the mentors that I know would be amazing for me, they just charge these exorbitant rates per hour. And I'm like, well, you shouldn't be looking at it as an hourly rate. These mentors that you find so inspiring that you know would crush it for you as a mentor and for your business, they are taking their potentially decades of experience and they're just siphoning it down to this little vial of knowledge bombs that they're going to hand to you with their successes that you can emulate, with their failures that you can avoid. So you can't look at it as you're paying $1,000 for an hour. No, you're paying $1,000 for a lifetime of experience. And that's what Picasso was talking about. That's what Saul's talking about. And wow, I love this lesson. But Saul, we have more stories to tell. You specifically have had a few aha moments in your life. And by a few, I mean a lot. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. But take us to one, Saul. Take us to one epiphany, one aha moment that you've had and really tell us that story. Right. So I think that the basis of, of what I've done and wh- why I've been successful in my own little world is um, uh, is I've been become very good at delegating. And uh, part of why I was able to retire was I had a or I have a number two who kind of takes over when I'm done with something and he makes sure everything works. So my aha moment was, you know, I was going on a bit of a vacation for I think it was three weeks uh, to, to Columbia for a wedding. And, you know, I gave him, you know, he had all the logins and all that information. I said, you know, I'll be gone for three weeks. Just make sure nothing burns down and, and you know, I'll take back up when, when I get back. And once those three weeks were over, you know, nothing had burned down. Everything was running smoothly. <laughs> and at the end of the day, the question is then, you know, why am I even being involved in this? You know, the strategic oversight and, and long-term planning is important. But, you know, when things are working smoothly, why are you bothering yourself with all these mundane tasks? So I know it's really popular for people to talk about getting VAs and what not to do the, the you know, the little nitty gritty details, but why don't people hire smart people who are capable, who may not have that entrepreneurial fire, but have the, the knowledge to run a business? Like, why don't people hire such people to do stuff like this? And so that you can, like for myself, right, I got to focus on things I want to do. I got to focus on new projects like examine.com. I got to focus on traveling. So I think the aha moment of my, I kind of had was that, you know, People are, you know, the people can be pretty smart and there are a lot of people that are smarter than you and delegating to people who are smarter than you, who are more efficient than you, who do jobs better than you do. I mean, that's just going to save yourself so many headaches, so much money, so much time. And, and I think too many people miss out on that. They're, they're too, 
they're too attached to their company, to their business, and, and they can't step away from it. And I think that stepping away was the critical part for me. So there's one thing that we talked about yesterday in Entrepreneur on Fire, and it was a Brad Feld of Techstars quote, where he says, right. do things that don't scale. Sometimes right. as entrepreneurs, especially when we're starting, we need to focus on things that don't scale. And for you, Saul, there's some things that you're just inherently good at, and you should right. have your hands all over those things. And then those things that you're not, you should hire people that are inherently good at those things to take over. So can you talk about that a little bit? Like, what do you think about that quote specifically? And how can you, how do you think it could help our listeners fire nation? I mean, Brad's a damn smart guy and he's a lot more successful than I am. But uh, I mean, it, it just depends on your approach, right? Like, what is your end goal? Now, Brad is, of course, working on much larger projects and, and much larger reach and whatnot. But for me, I mean, entrepreneurship to me was building a business that would let me live the life I want to li- live, right? The life that I want to lead. So I personally am a big fan of figuring out what makes us special and finding out people, finding people who are smarter than me who can do it. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I have a pretty healthy ego for how smart I am and talented and all that jazz, but I know that there are people out there who can do it much better than me. They might not have specific skill set like me, like they might not understand the logistics, they might not understand the business part, they might not be able to do the paperwork, but they can do all these other tasks that I can't do. You know, we look at examine.com for a moment and, uh, you know, we just hired a director of ops uh, last month who kind of now runs everything. And... You know, there's a lot of, she doesn't have the strategic oversight that I do, and she doesn't have maybe the long-term vision that I do. But on the day-to-day task, making sure everyone's on the same page, making sure everything's getting done, she's way better than me. So part of it was, you know, as we grew, at the start, you have to do a lot of it yourself. But as you grow and and a small task becomes a bigger, bigger part or a bigger uh, part of the company, uh, to me, it makes sense to find people who can do it. And that may not, that's scalable in some ways. It's not scalable in other ways because you still need human um, uh, power, let's say, to make that happen. But I think my my viewpoint is always to find out everything I do, break it up into cogs in some ways, and then find people to replace me in each of those cogs. So at the end of the day, I essentially make myself redundant. I love that. I mean, look at it that way, Fire Nation. Break everything up you're doing into different cogs and then bring in people to take over each cog. And then, hey, you know, make sure that they're doing that cog right before you move on to that next cog so you don't just overwhelm and and have this collapse. But it can be a step-by-step process until Saul one day just goes, you know what? (laughs) I'm going to take a trip somewhere because I'm kind of redundant right now. And I think that's really powerful. It's a good way to build a business slowly, but with you know that end goal in mind. So Saul, what we're moving into next is what I call the one minute mindset because your mind is vast and there's no way in just 30 or 40 minutes I'm going to be able to tap into all of its brilliance. But I want to really tap into five insights into your mind in these 60 second blocks. Are you ready for mm-hmm. this? 100%. Ideally, what do the first 60 minutes of your day look like? They're very non-work focused. They're very relaxing. Uh, you know, I wake up. I have my habit of let's you know opening up the blinds. Uh, I love reading about sports in the morning. I go for a long walk with my dog. Maybe not as long as I should in this weather right now. <laughs> but you know, in general, to me, the first sixty minutes are kind of like you know when you do a warm up for an exercise. I'm I'm essentially letting my brain. Uh, start flowing if you wish without getting d- uh, deep into work. I mean, I'll, I'll just quickly check my email to make sure there's no emergency I have to deal with. But you know, most like 99 percent of the time there's not. So I kind of just ease myself into sitting in front of a computer. You know, the walking to get the blood flowing go. Uh, sorry, the blood flow going. So yeah, it's it's a very relaxed start to the day. 
One thing that I've really enjoyed doing, I'm not sure if you do this all, but give it a try if you haven't. On those walks in the morning, do really deep breaths. You know, as humans, we don't just take deep breaths. We're like these shallow breathers for some reason. But when we, I just take these huge and these deep breaths as I'm doing my power walks in the morning and I just hold it in for five minutes. I just let like my blood oxygenate oxygenate itself, <laughs> however you say that. Yeah, give it a like try, it. Saul. I absolutely. I mean, usually what I just do is I let my dog kind of pull me. So he's sniffing <laughs> around. He's doing whatever he wants. My brain is just just lost. But I like. I, and I agree with you. You know, too many people breathe into the chest instead of into the diaphragm, into their belly. So, you know what? I'm going to do that next one. Awesome. Thanks. I just did it right now. I hear. It. <laughs> so, Saul, I don't want to go any further without mentioning your dog that we talked about in the pre-interview right. chat. Such so adorable. I mean, I'm actually looking at your dog right now because it's your Skype photo. It's a Bichon Freeze and what mix? It was a, a poodle. Poodle. Bichon Freeze and Poodle mix. It actually looks so similar to my dog, which is a rescue dog whose name is Diego. But when I got the DNA test done, Fire Nation, he came back as six breeds, none of which were Bichon Freeze, which was really weird. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, speaking of like taking life a little less seriously and not getting so wrapped up in the day-to-day and having fun, I mean, is there anything better than having a cute little dog? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I, you can, and the nice thing is, especially when he's little, you can throw him around and you can do roughhouse <laughs> as much as you want. So, you know, I'm, I'm on board that train. And they just get so happy about the littlest things and it kind of yeah. makes me feel like, you know what, I can get happy about little things. Like, yes, I have five <laughs> minutes to myself right now and eat a bar of chocolate and be happy about that. Exactly. My favorite joke is, you know, if you were to take your wife and your dog and throw them in the trunk of your car and come back an hour later, who's happy to see you? And that <laughs> is true love right there. That is awesome. I just put that one in the memory banks. Saul, what is your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? My biggest weakness, to be honest, now is uh, is patience. You know, a lot of us, uh, we work online and, for example, we now have a professional journal, um, a digest, and, and we've been talking to more of the, uh, let's say, old school institutions and organiza- organizations. And the rate at which they move is just incredibly slow. And I'm finding it, and to be honest, right, like uh, I'm finding it, I have to take a deep breath. I can't contact them too often. I need to realize that, you know, where you, people like uh, us may work on a a week-long scale or even a month-long scale. These guys work on six-month scales where, you know, they have committees and they have subcommittees and they have 10 different people that have to sign off on things. So, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, we're used to making things happen. You know, if a deal makes sense, we make it happen. If it doesn't, we, you know, we try to make it work. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But um, it's it's been very uh, jarring going into, quote unquote, the real world um, and seeing how slow things can oh. progress. So oh. that, that's been extremely uh, frustrating. It's I think a it's snail's right pace. So yeah. I want to go off topic for a quick second. This this thought just kind of came to mind when I was thinking about, you know, the reality of what examine.com is. Because I know with Entrepreneur on Fire, you know, we now have a massive listener base. We we get over a million unique listens per month. So, you know, we have wow. a huge audience around the world. So because of that I have sponsors coming to me all the time. You know, luckily for me, I do limit my sponsors to two per episode. So I put this like ceiling in where I only can have two sponsors per episode. I know that's the right number for reasons. And I can be very picky about the sponsors that I choose. I make sure they're only right for Fire Nation. Now, you know, I've had sponsors like payday loan companies come to me and say, John, we'll pay you double your rate because we know we'll make it back. And I would just never have a sponsor like that on my show because it's I believe they're wrong, you know, having come from corporate finance. And I would never want to expose Fire Nation to that or put my stamp of approval on something I don't believe in. So I only have sponsors that I believe in. That said... 
it must be really difficult and tempting sometimes because you must be getting hit up all <laughs> over the place with those so many visits from from supplement companies that are just like, hey, like here's fifty thousand dollars, like just say something nice about us. Like, how do you deal with that? To be honest, it's it's easy to deal with it because for my like I take a symbolic salary of only a dollar a month from examine.com. Um, you know, I've made money from all my stuff before, but we, we still, of course, generate real revenue because the top scientists and all that and researchers are not cheap. Now, uh, that makes it easy for me because long term, I see, a, I mean, we are a profitable company. Um, so it makes it easier that way that we, we're not strapped for cash, that we need uh, the cash. The other thing is, um, you know, I originally built this for myself. And uh, kind of every single business I've ever built has always been of self-interest. You know, I was in online gaming because I was interested in myself. I was in domains. I was in uh, local search, all this stuff for myself. So I know that the moment it's no longer true to myself, it's kind of a sham. You know, we, we've worked so hard over the past four years to build up our reputation where we are now. And, and we're always cognizant that the moment we do anything improper, we'll lose all of that credibility. You know, it's really, really hard to gain someone's trust, but it's really easy to lose it. So in the big picture, I know that, you know, 30,000 is a decent chunk of, of visitors, but it's not really that much. You know, I'm, you know, I've had websites that have had 150,000 visitors a day. So in the long term, I kind of always keep my focus on that. And that's why it's, it's kind of easy for me to say no, because I know that in two years or three years, we'll be reaching so many people, we'll be making an actual difference. Um, and, and it's kind of nice to, to look forward to that, where, where the bigger goal is not necessarily just money in my pocket, but it's actually being able to build something that makes a difference. Fire Nation, there's a quote here by Warren Buffett, I think is really powerful, that goes along with what you're saying, Saul. It takes 20 years to build a reputation and five <laughs> minutes to ruin it. If you think yeah. about that, you'll do things differently, Warren Buffett. And it's so true. I mean, Saul, what you're building has so much potential has, you know, and, and is growing at such a great rate. Like, why? Why would you even consider tarnishing this spotless reputation you have you know, for, for what is going to turn out to be mere pennies on, on you know, what it could turn out to be? Exactly. I love that. So Saul, what's your biggest strength as an entrepreneur? You know, it's funny. We've covered it already. Uh, Parkinson's law. Yeah, I, 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 I get down to it. I, I put aside blocks of anywhere from 30 to 90 minutes long. I mean, that's the other thing, though. I, I know it's really hard to be truly sustained focused for a very long time. Um, so I always put aside these blocks of time. I grind through them. And, you know, sometimes we plus 10 minutes, plus ten, uh, five sure. minutes or minus 10 minutes, whatever. Um, and then I, and I, I take a break. You know, I, I, again, I read about sports, I read an interesting article that someone sent me, you know, something about, let's say, psychology and whatever, and then I get back to it. So I, I feel like my biggest strength is I realize that, you know, it's it's almost impossible to actually put in a pure nine-hour day where you're just grinding for nine hours unless you're extremely motivated and you're programming and whatnot. So, um, you know, I, I work with the time and I work with my personality. I, I understand who I am. Okay, well, we're talking right now in January, and this is going to go live in March. So <laughs> post-Super Bowl, you claim you're a sports fan, Patriots uh-huh. or Seahawks? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Seahawks were extremely unimpressive last Sunday. And the Patriots were impressive. Were, I know. But I feel, I mean, I think I'd still give the Hawks a bit of an edge. Um, 
but it depends, right? Like Sherman's injured too, and I think Maxwell's also the the other one who got injured, right, on the on the Hawks. So uh, it depends. It depends on how strong their secondary is, uh, and of course, there's going to be the Chancellor versus. Gronk okay, one Pat. word, one word, one word. Uh, uh, you know, I'm going to go with Pat. So yeah, I'm go with Brady's fourth. I am a Patriots fan, so I'm obviously rooting for the Pats. Although, believe me, I do hear yeah. you. The Seahawks are going to be tough. Period. You can't overlook that fact. I mean, they're an amazing team. So who knows? Fire Nation, you know the answer right now if you're listening and you care at all about sports. So we'll see. Um, but I think Tom Brady, I think he's going to take this very seriously. And Saul, what is a habit that you wish you had? I wish I wrote more. I mean, uh, I started blogging way back when Web 2.0 was was first kind of coming about, when TechCrunch had under 10,000 subscribers and all that jazz. Wow. And, um, I, and, you know, I was building up a following back then, but I kind of lost it. And uh, I find writing more than anything else, it kind of helps me put some of my thoughts together. You know, uh, on, I mean, I've been on Reddit for a long time, and, and Shower Thoughts is a really big subreddit there. And, and I love my Shower Thoughts, but uh, I really wish I took more time or, or I had a habit of writing down my thoughts and kind of bringing them all together. And, and I find when I do, it makes uh, I feel a little bit more clear minded. But getting that going, it's just. You know, I'm, I'm sitting on the computer all the time or so much time anyway that setting aside another hour or an hour and a half to sit down and write, it just, I kind of just want to get away from the computer. So it's hard to find the balance between the two. What is the one thing that has you most fired up right now? And this even kind of goes back to sports in some ways. Uh, the use of evidence and numbers and science. You know, there's a lot of idiots out there and I'm finding, especially, you know, from our own journey over the past four years, that people are starting to realize the strength and the nature of, of evidence, of research, of numbers, of statistical analysis. So I'm pretty damn excited to, and it's kind of, it's an opposite direction of kind of how, you know, how science is being taught to uh, young kids these and all that jazz. But I'm pretty fired up in, in the way I think science could uh, impact our lives more and more as as it kind of gets embraced more and more by by general people. At least that's what we're trying to do too, and I and I think that can make a, a real difference. Boom! And another side note, I have to kick in here, Saul, because it's just kind of mm-hmm. so time relevant. You say and all that jazz a lot. And mm-hmm. to be frank, I say it every so often. And I just had a listener email me the other day and said, John, I always liked Entrepreneur on Fire, but when you said all that jazz, I <laughs> fell in love with you and Entrepreneur on Fire. So just saying, and all that jazz. <laughs> so Saul, Sweet. we are about to enter the lightning round. But before mm-hmm. we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, the best time to start getting your life organized is right now. And the easiest place to do it is LegalZoom.com. Getting your life organized starts with protecting your family. And a great way to take control of your family's future is making a will or living trust. That's where LegalZoom can help. There's no easier way to make sure your family is legally taken care of. Getting your life organized also means taking control of your financial affairs. So if you're thinking of starting a business or you have one already, LegalZoom can help you form your business and provide the support you need to run it successfully. For more than 10 years, LegalZoom has helped millions of people get the personalized attention they need. And if you need legal advice or guidance, they can connect you with an independent attorney in most states since they're not a law firm. Don't wait any longer to organize your life and save even more by entering FIRE in the referral box at checkout. That's discount code FIRE. For legal help you can count on for your family or small business, go to LegalZoom.com today. LegalZoom.com, discount code FIRE. 
Great businesses are driven by great customer experiences, and that's a fact. According to the American Express survey, three in five people would try a new brand or company for a better service experience. That's more than 50%. That's what makes Ruby so great. Their highly trained team of receptionists can handle all your nationwide calls with a perfect mix of friendliness and professionalism. With Ruby, you'll elevate your business to stand out from the competition simply by being there when your customers need you most. At Ruby, it's not just about what they do. It's how they do it. Think of Ruby as your company's ambassador. Exclusive offer, Fire Nation. Use promo code FIRE. And in addition to your 14-day free trial, you'll receive 5% off all pricing plans plus free activation, a $95 value. That's callruby.com slash FIRE, promo code FIRE. Saul, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Yeah, 100%. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Well, I'm going to cheat on this one. I'm going to go with nothing. I mean, I, was, I came in with an immigrant mindset, so I was always ready and always, I was always out to build something on my own. What is the best advice you've ever received? It's absolutely okay to fail. Share one of your personal habits that you do have that you believe contributes to your success. This is kind of one of those lame answers, but you know, I, I, I work to, to live, not live to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I work hard so I can enjoy my life. It means a lot. Do you have an yeah. internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Uh, I think physical fitness is extremely underrated in how motivating and how it can clear your mind. So there's a website called exrx.net. Um, it, it means exercise resource, and they're pretty much the most massive database on exercises. And you know, if you're interested in getting in shape, uh, which is not just the aesthetic and the attraction from the opposite sex and, and all that and all that jazz, but uh, <laughs> I you knew know, you were going to say it, it again. <laughs> I, I, I help myself, but it, it it does wonders for the mental aspects, and, and, and definitely, if you don't, you should exercise. It's it's fantastic for that. Exrx.net. If you could recommend one book, Saul, for our listeners, what would it be and why? So good they can't ignore you. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the the passion hypothesis. I think uh, excellence or mastery in a skill is is builds passion. And and the way uh, Cal presents this, I think, is very interesting. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so we teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like this one for free at eofirebook.com. Saw this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. <laughs> what would you do in the next seven days? I'd kind of get my bearings. You know, when something like this happens, you can't, I wouldn't just throw myself back into it. I'd relax, I'd figure out what I'd, what I'd want to do next. And if it's, you know, in business, there's always these little niches to kind of identify. And you can't really identify if you don't kind of give yourself the, the chance to breathe. Deep breath. Um, yeah, exactly, right? Big, deep breath. I, I'd relax. I'd read. I'd, I'd find what's interesting, what's uh, kind of missing, what could be done better. And then, you know, I'd start back at it. And then the $500 would be enough to get a simple domain, get some simple hosting going on, use a, a WordPress and, and a and a and a theme and, and you know that's under 100 bucks right there so that gets you started and then you can deal with a 400 down the road retargeting and whatnot 
noexamine.com, but you can get a pretty good domain. <laughs> exactly. That's true. Saul, let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. People get lost in their work. They get lost. They identify with the work. If you can't have an entire conversation with someone without invoking your work, I think you're kind of missing the point. And that's my personal viewpoint. So I think you should be able to have a full conversation with someone and never, ever mention what your work is. So, you know, you have to live your life. You have to take classes or you have to do interesting things. I, you know, I'm taking dancing classes. You know, I'm terrible. I've, I've actually no hip movement and all that jazz. But your hips and, do lie. <laughs> they do, oh, they totally do. Well, they, they don't lie as much as they used to. They're getting a little bit less lying. But, uh, you know, it's, it's important to go out there and do things that have nothing to do with your work just because it makes you a better and more wholesome person. I, I, it's, it boggles my mind how many people don't do that. But yeah. th- that would be my advice is to go do things you don't normally do. And, and I can tell you, you know, a lot of people ask me, oh, how do you find classes? Most uh, major cities, their school districts, their school boards have uh, night classes and adult classes. Um, and, and it's not just for, you know, high school grade stuff. It's, it's things that have nothing to do with that, like, you know, pottery and, and that kind of stuff. So I definitely, definitely tell people to do things that have nothing to do with work. Um, in terms of, of finding me, the website is examine.com. Pretty easy to find. Pretty, you know, it's a giant reference site. It's, it's pretty massive, actually. And I personally blog sometimes at solorwell.com. Uh, just random musings and thoughts from my own uh, weird experiences uh, online. Um, and yeah, yeah you know, there's a contact page and, 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 and whatnot, so you can just message me there, and, and that's usually the best way to get a hold of me. Fire Nation, the door is open. SaulOrwell.com. Use his contact page. Reach out to him. And Fire Nation, you know this. You're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with Saul and JLD today. So just three more and keep up the heat. And head over to (laughs) EOFire.com. Just type Saul, S-O-L. In the search bar, his show notes page will pop right up with links to everything we've been talking about. Examine.com, SaulOrwell.com. Saul, thank you, my friend, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that... We salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. With 15 videos in 15 days, I'll have you podcasting like a pro. Visit freepodcastcourse.com and prepare to ignite.